Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. I'm your host, Matthew Hawkins, along with my co-host, Ed Carbajal. And on a weekly basis, we plan to bring you the biggest news and interviews in the world of combat sports. Ed, how you doing? I'm good, man. Let's, let's uh, see how Corey's doing. Yeah, everybody, we, uh, we brought back Corey Turner. Um, he's coming off of his uh, tough uh, fight at uh, LFA 36. Um, thought we want to bring him in uh, to give a little bit of a health update. Um, he suffered an injury in the fight and uh, thought it'd be best to bring him on and let him talk about it a little bit. Corey, how you doing, man? Uh, I've been better. I've been better and in a little bit of pain right now. It's, uh, you know, it's, uh, everything's healing, so it's a painful process. So I actually watched the, the fight again last night. I wanted to kind of see. I know um, we had had an opportunity to kind of talk about it for a few moments. And uh, it looked like fairly early in the fight you took a knee to the, to the midsection, basically. In the, and is that what lead, led to the injury? That, yeah, that's what caused the injury. It, uh, he hit me with that clean knee, and I tried to uh, hit him with a double under throw. And uh, I just I had no energy. I couldn't breathe. And then uh, when we hit the ground... I was going to try to get to uh, half guard, but I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do all the things at once. I was out of breath. I was out of energy and I was, uh, I was hurting pretty bad. So, so tell the listeners what exactly happened. What was the, uh, I, I know you had to be taken to the hospital uh, last Saturday evening. What was the prognosis? What, what was the uh, damage? I suffered a lacerated pancreas. It's uh, basically, Towards the end of it, it uh, it just it bust ruptured, and it was uh, expelling uh, digestive enzymes and pancreatic fluid into my stomach. So uh, it got real nasty, uh, a lot of vomiting, a lot of pain. How are you doing now? I mean, I know you said you're in a lot of pain, but uh, what's the turnover to get healed from something like this? Well, now it's basically uh, the laceration starting to heal up. So now they're treating it like uh, a severe case of uh, pancreatitis, which is you know the inflammation of the pancreas, and it's just it's just a painful process because it's a it's one of those organs that does a lot of work, you know it's responsible for insulin and digestive enzymes. So every time you put something in your stomach, your your pancreas is working, and then you know your uh, it keeps your blood sugar level, uh, you know at optimum level. So you know it's it sucks. It's it's one. It's like stubbing your toe or breaking your foot. You know, it's you have to walk on it every single day. But you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah, I mean, uh, it looked like the the pain hit you actually when you were going for that throw, from what I saw, because um, you looked completely shut down as soon as the fight went to the ground. Like, I did you even? It didn't even seem like you even felt the blows that were hitting you. Just like you were just dealing with. Oh, that no, pain. I didn't feel anything after the knee. I just. I, I I hit the ground. I tried to keep him from passing, and I realized that I didn't have inner, 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 any energy or any breath. So I, I pretty much just I covered up and waited for the ref to jump in there. The the fight aside, uh, what was the experience like fighting for LFA? I've heard a lot of good stuff about them. We had talked about that uh, previously talking to you. Uh, was it a pretty class organization to work for? Or, yeah, um, it was all good. Um, you know, weigh-ins went smooth. The, uh, you know, the early weigh-ins went smooth. Uh, they took care of me and my family. 
with the hotel room and uh, the promoter I've been working with about the oh, interns for the fight has been, you know, he's checking up with me, making sure I'm uh, doing all right. Yeah. All right, man. Well, we won't keep you too much, man. It looks like you're you're still dealing with it. So, yeah. Um, but I appreciate you coming on. Thanks. Thanks, thanks a lot, you guys. Yeah, absolutely, class act. Thanks for joining us again, Corey. Always, brother. Take it easy, guys. All right. Have a good one. You just got to hit the the little red uh, hang up symbol to disconnect. There you go. All right. So uh, yeah, tough, tough, yeah, uh, man. tough to injury to. to I tell you what, I give that guy credit for for coming on when he's in pain like that. I mean, he didn't have to do that. I was just gonna, I was just gonna read off the details that that they put on social media. That was uh, yeah. He uh he when I I messaged him to make sure that uh see how he was doing and he wanted to come on and talk about it. I mean. I think it's something that the fans need to see that, you know, when they see a fighter take a loss that, you know, this is real world. And sometimes there's other stuff that they don't see that happens yeah. on camera. You know, this happened, uh, you know, it really hit him. I think about 24 hours after the fight um, when it really kicked in and things became kind of serious. So, yeah. Plus you know. the, um, the, the other thing too, is like, you don't want to turn it into, I don't, you know, a lot of times guys interview for fight week to hype up an event and, and get people to watch and buy tickets and all that. But then after the interviews and everything happens, there's winners and there's losers. And, and you know, uh, one of the parties seem to kind of fade away while the winner gets, you know, pushed forward. So, um, as you know, he was nice enough to give us his time on fight week. So I just thought that an update was necessary. Um, no, I, I completely agree. Uh, like I but, said, a really cl- real class act. Yeah, but speaking of a uh, uh, class act, like yourself, man, you you uh, you went up. You were at the event as media. Um, you and I talk about a lot a lot about the um, of events because you go to events more than I do because uh, you're living such such nicer weather. But uh, <laughs> but um, like you, so you went to this as as credentialed media. Thanks to Corey uh, helping you out with that too. But um. If you had your choice, do you prefer to go as credential media? Because a lot of people are, you know, make a big deal about credentials. Do you prefer to go as credential media? Or would you rather rather go as a as a fan, like you you've gone most of the time? Well, I mean, I, I like the fan experience. There's a lot to be said about just going and it kind of being a carefree day of just watching fights and hanging out. But um, you know, because I, what I don't think a lot of fans realize is when you're credentialed media, it's work. If you go there to actually do a job and um, keep a live update or take a lot of photos or, you know, do your thing. It's, it's a, it's a little bit of a work and it's, it's definitely a different experience, but um, yeah, I mean, they, they were great. They uh, gave me a nice uh, table to work on and uh, you know, it was pretty hands off. So, you know, that's, that's the nice thing about it. Just being able to go and, you know, it really wasn't this event in particular wasn't that much different. Um, if, if anything, it was nice just to be able to walk around and talk to some other fighters and, uh, people in the in the world of mma and try to set up future interviews for the show and uh you know just kind of be around it from from the backside of the of the event but um but yeah i mean i'm always gonna love being a fan you know if (laughs) you know it's nice to not have to pay for a pay for a ticket to uh to watch the fights and you know obviously i love i love both aspects of it I'm, i'm really getting getting in the groove of doing the show and uh and starting to cover more and more events uh hopefully in the future yeah, I mean, uh, a lot. Of, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I mean, because you and I actually met at at an event. Well, we obviously we know each, each other and Corey and everybody through the MMA community website. But um, 
we met at the in Vegas when we first met. We were both as just as fans at uh, it was the night that Eddie Alvarez won the uh, lightweight title in Vegas um, from uh, Rafael dos Anjos. But um, um, you know, a lot of times when we meet up in New York, when you come my way, I um, I'm usually credentialed for an event, and uh, you know, we we meet up before, and then that we we split up because I'm I'm working and you're there, you know, um, doing your thing. So I, I always kind of like, especially the last time when you were out here for Bellator, I was kind of just like, man, I, uh, I wish I was with him in the barbecue place instead of standing outside waiting to get inside for, for, for my, that's what uh, I, that's yeah. what I mean by it. it's work. You know, you're, you're yeah. going there, you're representing somebody and uh, somebody's entrusting you to, uh, to come in there and be a professional. And that's, uh, you know, I know we're both beer drinkers, so sitting through a five, six hour event without a uh, cold beer is not always the easiest thing in the world. You'd be surprised how much of uh, Eddie, MMA media is into beer. Um, there's, there's, uh, there's actually going to be a meetup meet up this weekend in Brooklyn for 223. Um, uh, the Middle Easy is hosting it. It's a, at a place called Uncle Barry's. I forget the address, but if you Google it, it'll come up. It's near Barclays. Um, but yeah, after weigh ends on Friday night, uh, we we get our drinking out of the way usually the night before or right or after when I did the Bellator event last uh, this past uh, February. Um, we went after it was really late; things were closing. But uh, the new site that I write for and my MMA news—that's how I met my uh, my new editor because we went out after with a a bunch of people that, that wound up uh, work. We decided to work together because uh, we're at the same events all the time. One reason I ask is because um, the thing that made me want to talk about it tonight was because uh, during that event, and I'm not going to name any names, but there was, there was outlets that were there because for the rare, uh, they, they don't normally cover MMA and some of them were pretty big, but a lot of them were kind of there like disparaging everyone else that was there because they were only there to, to follow one person or one fighter. And it was kind of like, you know, are you even enjoying yourself? Are you even a fan? You know, and you're both. So, like, even, I mean, whether you're working in an event, it doesn't feel like work because you love the sport. And uh, But these guys were obviously just, like, not into it. So I feel that was like the, That was the mentioning. Bellator New York event? No, that was the Bellator in uh, Mohegan Sun this past February. I, I forget the number 194, was it? Uh, I think so. That was the, the Nelson Mitrione fight. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that was that event, and that was what that was the thing that got us talking uh, when I went out with uh, the the guys that I, that I wound up uh, that I write with now. Like we went out as a group, and it, one of the things we noticed that put us off was like uh, there was and there, you know, again huge outlets, and I, I should I should probably stop saying because people are going to want to know who it was, but uh, I don't you know I don't like to badmouth anybody either, but they they were just kind of like. Uh, they're actually, and they even had negative things to say about the people sitting next to him. I was like, hey, if you don't want to be here, you know, there's a door. Get out. But uh, they came just because of uh, one or two marquee, like, uh, fighters that, that they wanted to follow. Like, you know, people because uh, from that new um, Anna Hulatan and Heather Hardy from boxing, they were, they were more there for that. And uh, that was pretty much the only thing they were interested in. And I think maybe the main event because of the heavyweight tournament. But then after that, they were just so... They didn't even come to the to the post fight presser or anything. It was just like they they came in and then they left right after. It was just like, come on, man! Like you know, do the whole thing if you're going to do it. Yeah, exactly. Well, I've noticed a lot of that. The LFA event there there wasn't a lot of media. Um, I was one of the the few people there, which kind of surprised me. But um, you know, I guess it's when you get away from the world of UFC and and Bellator these days, it it's it gets a little thin. 
Um, but overall, they put on a great show. You know, it was uh, first time I had been out to the uh, Casino Morongo since they had the uh, Mongols riot of, I believe it was 2002. So that was nice to get through an event without watching anybody get stabbed. Oh, wow. but, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, if anybody uh, is interested, definitely Google uh, Mongols Riot at Casino Morongo for Ultimate Athlete 2. That was one heck of a night. Um, do that. But, do yeah, that. The, the event overall was great. Um, uh, Ricky Simon in the main event had a quick uh, first-round uh, one-minute knockout, and uh, I just saw that he got signed to the UFC to fight in Glendale. Um, yeah, I saw that too, right after, not long after that event. Yeah, so uh, that was good for him, man. The guy's on a good run. And uh, and then we got the great uh, post, uh, post-limb fight where we, we saw somebody knock somebody, knock, somebody knock themselves out diving in to, for ground and pound only to win by disqualification when their opponent tried to front flip off of them. Yeah, so, it was, you know what? I, I don't know if to, to – I mean, again, I know this, this is kind of old, but we didn't get to talk about it because uh, – we had to give liquor the floor last week, um, but um, yeah, that that made that seemed to be the the, the biggest news out of that event, and it was it, I I didn't know what to think because Access was the one the first ones to put that up. Like the, the network was like, this guy did this. I guess they were trying to own up to it. And either way, I mean, I know the guy got is, is disqualified. We were talking about it after we spoke with Wicker last week too. But yeah, man, that's uh, I mean, that's just as 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 uh martial artists and competition that's just uncalled for yeah exactly oh it's definitely a weird scenario your sound's breaking out a little bit i don't know if you want to check your your plug-in but uh, no i'm good it's, a, it's another storm here in new jersey oh that's so, the, yeah. the beauty of the east coast but <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it was a bizarre situation um i mean i and everybody around the ring had no idea what had happened we uh you know it, it appeared that it was a, a local i can't remember everybody's name in that, that fight but uh the local guy is the guy who knocked himself out and he was going in for the finish and the crowd was going wild and it was pretty much standing room only. And then to see the, the his opponent come up off the ground, shocked them enough. And then to see a, a front flip, I didn't actually realize that he had stomped or stepped on the guy to do the flip, but um, it was, yeah. it was a wild, wild thing, but uh, definitely was a great show. I great pacing to the show. That's always nice as a fan or, or media um, no big gaps. There was an issue where they had to take a fighter to the hospital, so we got a little bit of a delay midway through the show. But um, how did they? Uh, how did they? Uh, I mean, uh, did they? Because uh, like here, in every place I've gone, like uh, when I when I cover here in the Northeast, anyway, there's usually two ambulances on on uh, that have to be there ready to go, and they can't usually move forward with the fights if there's a delay with one of the ambulances and stuff. So, was uh, do they have the same rules out there at, at that location? I'm not sure about the general rules, but every event that I've ever been to, um, when there's an issue uh, with a fighter, then they uh, usually the the medical personnel will follow, or you know they'll, they'll prepare the person to, for an ambulance, and usually they have to at least get them out to the ambulance and kind of get all the the information I think passed along to the ambulance drivers and stuff like that. So in the process of them probably getting people ready and and doing some moving around. Um, you know, it seemed like an hour. It was realistically, it was probably a 30 minute delay. I never really actually checked. It was kind of just, uh, you know, that, that fight had a bunch of first round knockouts. So it, it actually wasn't the worst thing to get a couple minutes to catch our breath, uh, everybody in the arena. But, uh, you know, hopefully that fighter uh, was okay. I think, uh, I never heard a uh, update, but, um, do you, you ever, know. do you ever find that like when you go, like in the events where you've gone as, as credentials to meet or as a fan, 
depending on where it's at, do you ever find that cer certain regions or certain locations the commissions are are are, are overly careful when it comes to the safety and, and being prepared or, or or lax? Like, have you ever have you ever seen like what's the worst you've seen and what's what's the best you've seen? I feel like sometimes like I feel like since the ban got lifted here in New York on MMA, um, they're so concerned. I mean, obviously things have happened. There's documentation of stuff that's happened with boxing that now with MMA and, and all and the delay they had in lifting the ban, they they're they're being as careful as they can. And some people some people see it as a good thing, some people as a bad thing. I mean I, I don't think you could ever be too careful, but I mean what's what's how's it been for you in, in the in the other regions you've been in? you've been here in the east and west coast. So I was just wondering if you've ever noticed anything that you were like, come on guys, it's not that bad, you know, like like or or you're not, I, you're not doing your job or whatever the case is. Yeah, well, I mean, I go back to the old school days. We've talked about this before. So I've seen, I've seen some pretty terrible injuries take place, um, broken limbs, and um, on the early days, I mean, I've seen guys get loaded into the back of pickup trucks. You know, there was times where there wasn't even a real doctor on on scene. So I mean, that's the the early no holds barred, you know, backyard stuff. Uh, you know, on some reservations occasionally and stuff. And I didn't always know what was going on hundred percent in the background, but I definitely know that when I started seeing doctors and stuff and ambulances parked outside, it was a nice, uh, more of a comforting feeling. Yeah. Um, especially at that, to that time, knowing that fighters weren't getting paid anything, there was no, you know, the lack of insurance and stuff. And, you know, it's pretty heartbreaking to see somebody's leg break and then them know that, you know, there's no insurance money. And, you know, I, I can't even imagine having to go to work the next day or explain to your boss that, you're going to be out of work for six months with a terribly destroyed leg. But, yeah. um, you know, other than that, um, like I was saying, they, you know, that they usually have a bunch of medical now and I, I, you know, I like it. I think it's good. It, it, you know, nobody wants to see what, what could potentially happen by not having, um, that there. So, um, the more the merrier, as far as the commission rules and stuff, that's a whole deep conversation that can be had. Um, I've told you before, I'm not a big fan of the whole weight cutting scenarios. Mm. Um, I think that that's going to eventually lead to somebody dying. Oh and, yeah. We're, um, we're going to get into that too. When we talk about uh, this weekend's UFC 223, because uh, I read something on ESPN today. I mean, we'll, we'll get into it in, in, a, in a few minutes, but um, while we look ahead at the, uh, this coming weekend, I mean, we were talking about, uh, cause uh, I think for guys like you and I, the main event for Beltor 196 is probably, better than what was originally scheduled. I don't even remember because Roger Hooker coming back is like a big deal for me. Yeah, it was Gallagher. Um, I can't right. even remember who his opponent was going to be. Um, obviously, he's fun to watch. He's an up-and-comer who, uh, who who's going to eventually be a big name for, for Bellator and hopefully eventually sets up a big fight with him and uh, AJ such a McKee. Young, such, such a, yeah, I'd like to see that too. Such a young guy too. I feel bad that he's got... He just got over an injury, and then he's injured again. I mean, I don't know if he's overtraining or he's just got bad genetics, but um, yeah, man, the, I'd like to see him. And I feel like that's that's got to happen because they seem to keep mentioning each other. Me, and McKee. Well, hopefully, it's not one of those fights that drags on and on and then never happens, you know, or 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 something happens to one of the fighters, like you said, where injuries keep occurring and um, somebody's career is cut short or something like that. Cause that's definitely a fight that uh, I think would be extremely exciting. Um, but yeah, as far as Huerta and uh, Henderson, I, you know, for an old school fan, I think that's a, that's a good fight. And uh, 
you know, I, like you said, I, for me, that's more of an exciting fight for me to watch and, and tune in and catch. And, uh, I know Huerta hasn't been extremely active. Um, he fought in, uh, I think an event called or in Dubai, uh, in December where he fought, uh, Hader Hassan. Yeah. And, uh, one, right. One FC. No, it wasn't one. I think it was, uh, I think it, I want to say it was Dubai combat or, or, or something like that, but he has fought in one um, on a handful of times. Yeah. That's why I thought that. No, he had an off fight. Um, uh, can't do it was in Dubai though. Um, but uh, yeah, I, uh, I think that that'll be a good fight. I, you know, Henderson hasn't, what do you think he's one in four or one in three since joining Bellator. So he's kind of on the, uh, the block where he needs a big win. Um, I know his one win was against uh, uh, Pat- uh, Patricio Pitbull, and that was basically because Pitbull broke his leg. Um, well, he broke his leg because Henderson kept checking it. He did check it, but it was a fight that he was losing, you know, so obviously he caused it. He, you know, he did good at yeah. checking the kick, but, but that, it wasn't that, a great performance by Henderson. No, by any means. And that's, I feel like in, in uh, lately his, uh, it's weird. It's it's one of those things with his because he's not he's fighting so smart, but it's not it's because he's fighting smart too. He's he's he's, he's always in, you know when he after a fight, even though he loses, you know you never hear about him needing to go to the hospital or anything. He's a competitor. He competes in fights to win pro. Um, uh, you know does grappling competitions when he's not fighting, but it's just like that style of fighting that he's doing now. It's smart to to compete and. And not get hurt, but it's it's a little it's not good obviously for to win a judge over if you're going to try to win by decision because I I was at his first fight when he fought Koreshkov when he first came to Bellator that was here on the Northeast in, in Mohegan Sun, um, and I remember him uh, in in trying to engage him on the ground he he went to the ground and he was he was actually doing a lot of head movement avoiding the blows but on on while he was on all fours. Which was it's fine and it's cool and, and and smart that you're able that you have the reflexes to do that, but you know that's that's not going to win you any 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 favor of the judges. So I still like him, man. I still like watching him fight. That's why for me, it's hard for me to pick. I don't like I don't I really hate doing predictions when it's two fighters that I like watching fight and I like Quirk and I like Henderson. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think Henderson's going to take the fight. Um, yeah. I don't know if he'll finish Huerta. Um, but I think he, I think, uh, especially with all of his grappling, uh, the tournaments he's been doing, I think he'll use his, uh, his wrestling game, maybe a submission game. And I think he'll, uh, I think he'll actually end up winning this fight. Um, he's been active. I mean, he, the, we talk about the, uh, Patricio Pitbull fight, but his fight with Michael Chandler was great. Um, yeah. a lot of people thought that that could have went either way. Um, and you know, so he's been fighting some pretty top level competition with Matriki Pitbull, um, you know, that was another fairly close fight. Not extremely an eventful fight, but fairly close. So, I mean, things could have could have went his way. Um, he got a lot of nods while he was fighting in the UFC. You know, it seems like it's kind of went against him in Bellator. But um, I, I think in reality, he's the more prime fighter out of the two. And, uh, you know, he's definitely the one that has has to win. I mean, a loss here pretty much, would I would imagine, would end his run in Bellator. Um, sorry, I just got a message from uh, Angelo Reyes. Uh, he just sent me a picture of Frank Mir. Uh, it looks good. <laughs> he looks good for his. He's. Uh, he, he just told me he's 262 pounds. And uh, I'm gonna ask him if I can use this picture in an article. But Frank Mir, he don't look. He don't. He looks way better than he did at that face-off that they did not that long ago. 
Interesting. Yeah, that'll be a it's gonna be a wild fight. We talked about that a couple shows ago, but uh Um sorry, I got distracted by that. But yeah, <laughs> I uh I um I don't know, man, like it's it's hard for me. I I I have to do a lot of homework on their technique and experience and where their strengths and stuff are when I when I have to write a breakdown or something like that for for two fighters like Henderson and Huerta, especially when I have to remove myself as a fan and just look at what, what what's what they're bringing to the table, but that's a really tough one because they're both. I mean, Puerto has been away from Bellator. What they say in the in the press release, like seven years or something like that. I think his last fight was against Eddie Alvarez. Yeah, so there you go. It's like and and but like he's never fought a boring fight. They're both really. I mean, obviously their athleticism is is you know uh, Henderson's former champion and Puerta's a. Uh, uh, Huertas beat was beating black belts when he didn't even have a rank, I think. Um, so it's just it's it's an awesome fight. It's, it's, he's got, I think he's got three fight of the night bonuses or awards from when he fought in the UFC. Um, I'm really looking forward to that one. So um, I, I honestly can't pick a, a winner. I know you said you got Henderson. I can't pick a winner for that fight, but I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm glad it's the it's the fight that kicks off off for for the weekend. That that that's the MMA main event. On Friday night, yeah. After a couple slow weeks, it'll be well. Not slow weeks for me. I, between LFA, I actually went out to New Japan Pro Wrestling and Glory last uh, Sun Saturday night. So I've been busy. But uh, as far as the big time world of MMA, it's uh, it'll be nice to have Bellator on Friday, and uh, and then we get the big UFC event. Um, How Saturday. was Glory, by the way? I know you you had mentioned it and you wanted to talk about it. So they come out here to New York, and I never make it. I I love their shows. Um, I bought tickets. I didn't go as a media, um, but for $45, $50, I mean, I had great seats. There wasn't a bad seat in the house. Um, again, good pacing for the fights. Um, usually you get a lot of knockouts. This show, there was only one, um, but they're three round uh, fights at three minute rounds. It's usually nonstop action. You know, if you have good, even fights, then you're not always going to get KOs. But um, I, I thought the show was outstanding. Uh, you know, in the co-main event, uh, former champion Simon Marcus came out and uh, took out his opponent in about a minute, got a TKO finish. Um, so I know that's good for him to get back on the uh, track towards the... the hell was I doing that I didn't watch it? I usually do watch Glory because I like Glory. I mean, uh, but uh, I can't even think of what I was doing that I missed it. I'm glad you went. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, now you got to, uh, you know, they have the, uh, the Super Fight Series on Fight Pass and then uh, ESPN3. Um, online or if you have uh, I have Sling TV so I'm able to pick up ESPN3 through that but uh, they do the main cards. There was no tournament this time. There was some injuries so it it uh, it forced some fight changes so this was the first, maybe the first Glory event ever. The first one I could ever remember and I've been watching I think since the beginning um, when it was at Showtime and um, when they kind of absorbed a lot of the K1 guys initially yeah. but uh, Talking about the production value, I mean obviously I know you went to that uh, double event out by you when when uh, Bellator did the kickboxing with the MMA, and they're doing that this weekend too, um, or they're airing they're air, they're airing kickboxing right after. I, I know it's on tape delay, so I'm not sure if that they're setting it up the same way. But comparing Glory to like Bellator kickboxing, is there a better product in your opinion? In my opinion, so far, I mean Glory to me is 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 uh, 
ahead of Bellator kickboxing, not necessarily in talent. I like the, the Bellator kickboxing card this weekend uh, with Jorina Bars. I mean, if people don't know her, she beat Cyborg in a kickboxing fight. Yeah. She's 44-0-3, um, basically the baddest woman on the planet, and I'm a huge fan of hers. Um, I've seen her fight four, four times live probably. Um, John Wayne Parr is on the card. He's a kickboxing legend. Yeah. And um, Raymond Daniels is defending his title in the main event. And he's another, you know, throws yeah. a lot of spinning shit. And <laughs> is I, a, I, I, I like know, watching him fight, yeah. You know, it doesn't get much more exciting than him. So I love Bell- Bellator's talent is definitely picking up. And, uh, but, but he fought at Glory, and then he just switched over to Bellator, right, Raymond Daniels? Yeah, yeah. I saw him fighting Glory, uh, Los Angeles, um, the previous Los Angeles I think event I think 17 or something like that but um yeah uh, you know I the glory it's just I don't know there's something about it their lighting they use um I just I enjoy their shows you know they uh it's a kickboxing show the uh I'm not sure how it is in in uh overseas I know uh talking to some of the Bellator people overseas the main events or the main thing that they're selling is the kickboxing card so they actually do the kickboxing card first overseas, and then they drop the cage down, and and uh, and then they do their MMA events. That's why you might notice the crowds are not exactly – a lot of times they're bigger for the kickboxing um, over the overseas events. Here in the U.S., they do the, the main – MMA is the uh, the main draw, and then they drop uh, – they pull the cage up and uh, and, and set up their, uh, their kickboxing ring. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I I enjoy both of them. It's a change of pace. I also went to the Dynamite Bellator 142, where they actually rotated fights and they had a ring and a cage set up. I'm wondering if they're ever going to do another Dynamite event. I like them. I feel like all you, you guys like you and me like them. But as far as like the numbers that were reported and viewership and stuff, it doesn't seem like general people liked it. But I would love to see another Dynamite event, especially when they did that tournament. I thought that was amazing. Well, I think I think. Uh, doing the Bellator kickboxing will help gain fans, you know, doing it early on. I don't think, you know, a lot of the MMA fans who were tuned in for Bellator, I don't think they were familiar with a lot of the kickboxers, Um, you know, in that one, I mean, they even had, uh, that was Paul Daly and Fernando Gonzalez, two MMA guys. Daly does a lot of kickboxing or has done a lot of kickboxing, but they, they fought in the, in the, under the uh, kickboxing banner. Um, but uh, I, I think them doing their own thing now, they get some fans tuning in, and you kind of showcase those fighters. Um, and then you can kind of do a combined show if you get some bigger names that you've built up. Um, Especially the – I mean, they have that design of the of the convertible or transforming cage to ring and vice versa. Um, I just feel like uh, now they're they're better prepared for a Dynamite event, but I don't know if people are ready for it um, and where they would put an event on like that. Again, I mean – the hardcores exist everywhere. The people that that would love to see it, but uh, they they'd have to play their cards right. Like I, it's, they definitely did do it too early. I feel like if they did it now, they'd have better numbers than those those first two dynamite events. I don't think they could do it like they with the the interchangeable ring though in cage. Um, the first dynamite event they had a ring and a cage inside the arena. Mm-hmm. I, I think you know as a fan, that's kind of it was fun to see and, and look at the setup. It was kind of a kind of a bizarre whole thing to look at, but <laughs> um, for watching the fights and buying tickets and going to it, it wasn't the most ideal situation because you had a ring basically split up. You know, there was actually some seats where if you were sitting on the floor, you couldn't, you couldn't actually view the cage or the ring depending on what side you were on. So it wasn't ideal for viewing uh, for TV and to be able to rotate fights. It's pretty much what you would have to have. Um, 
the, the, the exchanging of the cage to the ring. I don't know the exact time, but I think it's something like 40 minutes for them to pull up the, 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 uh, the cage walls and then set up the ropes and everything. So it's not something that they could just constantly be changing, mm. um, halfway through a show. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I suppose if you did a giant super card and you wanted to kind of do the Japanese style of having a couple intermissions, you could do it. You know, if Bellator ever did a yeah. gigantic We're not New Year's Eve. We couldn't do that. We're not patient enough. I mean, yeah. especially, here, especially here in my area, we have zero patience. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I mean, I think that the 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 mixing of the two is uh, is something that I, I mean, I enjoy it, but I'm hardcore. I know you are. Um, but I think building up the the fan or the fights and getting uh, fighters that people recognize um, will will go a lot towards um, the welcoming back of that, and and you get some crossover fights. I mean, you know, if you were to get a Benson Henderson or somebody like that fighting in a in a kickboxing match, I mean, that's what kind of uh, got uh, K1 and and Pride and and all that stuff kind of mixed together. I mean, a lot yeah. of it were mismatches when you get Don Fry or something in a boxing match, um, or uh, you know, but but it also gained garnered some uh, attention. So, I mean, I, I, I think they got something going with both of them. I hope they get viewers and I hope it keeps going. Yeah, me too, man. I mean, I, I don't mind the double header events like they're doing, excuse me, this weekend, but um, I, I, I've actually been wondering about a dynamite event, uh, you know, by myself recently, I feel like it, we're due for another one, but anyway, um, all right, man. I guess we should talk about what everybody else is talking about. I mean, we got to look at uh, the UFC uh, already in Brooklyn uh, today. Um, I don't know if you saw that online. It looked like uh, Artem Lobov and Khabib got into in the hotel lobby at the Fighter Hotel uh, like an hour or two ago. Did you did you see that or hear about it yet? No, I didn't see that at all yet. I haven't had a check to check or a chance to check the news in the last hour or so. Yeah, that that that's literally like I guess you're you're still on your way home. I was actually looking at that vid- video. Somebody's a cell phone video. Um, I don't know what it was about. Uh, MMA NYTT, whatever it is, the outlet that Jim Edwards writes for. He's the one that posted it. Um, so it was obviously I don't know if Artem Lobov was stepping to uh, Khabib over the, all the stuff with with Connor or 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 whatever the case is. But uh, obviously it was in a hotel lobby. They broke him up. And um, so uh, people are ready. It looks like people are ready to fight. At least Khabib looks ready to fight. He looks kind of big. I know they're all still cutting weight. Um, I didn't know how bad Corey uh, was doing because I would have asked him about the weight cut. But uh, so the thing I was going to, uh, I don't know if you read that article that I posted. They did a Q&A with uh, um, the nutritionist for Max Holloway. And um, he was saying that, uh, that this is going to be the second biggest and, uh, toughest weight cut he's ever had to he's ever had to uh, coach someone through um so they wouldn't mention numbers but it seems like with six days notice max has got a lot of weight to cut and i feel like that's that's a a big factor in how the i mean people are all excited that it's uh uh holloway another champion facing khabib for a new title but um i just feel like it's they're just setting him up to to lose well i mean i don't think he's gonna win even if he had 17 years to prepare for this fight (laughs) but um but yeah i mean the guy's got guts i mean he's everything that this sport was built on um i mean he's one of those guys that probably would sign up for a no holds barred 16 man tournament you know this weekend as well so i mean i had nothing but mad respect for max i just think khabib's on another level um as far as artem getting in his face or whatever 
that kind of garbage, you know, I'm not down with that stuff. You know, the guy's on fight week, you know, he's trying to be professional. I mean, I don't know the situation. Maybe he was the one out of line, but you know, Lobov has no, no business getting in Khabib's face. I mean, that's just, you know, he's just, I don't know. He's on the card. He's on the prelims on the fight pass. He's fighting Alex Casera. So that, I mean, that's why he's in Brooklyn, but it's just like, you know, like, come on, dude. I know that's your boy or whatever. I mean, O'Connor's your boy and everybody's both Khabib and Ferguson have been shutting out the, trying to shut down the Connor talk because they're the active fighters and they're the ones. I mean, Demon Dana White said, oh, as soon as the first punch is thrown, this fight is for the title, even though he won't officially strip him. I mean, I don't know how, I don't even know how do uh, do we have, we even talked about that? How I, I don't know. How, like, no, Connor shouldn't have the belt, though. I, yeah. <laughs> I've, I, I said it. It should have been stripped before he fought Mayweather. Um, there should have never been an interim title. Uh, Ferguson should have been the champ. And if anything, this should be for the interim title for Ferguson's belt. Um, but uh, I have no problem with everybody getting stripped and establishing a real champion again. Um, I don't have nothing against Connor. I don't think he's necessarily going to come back. They keep saying he's going to come back. If I had $100 million in the bank, I wouldn't be fighting Khabib. And um, and they stripped Ferguson for being injured off of a, off of an accident. He didn't even do anything wrong. It's just a freak accident. And now they're they're stripping him of of his title so that so that Holloway and Khabib can fight for a title. And I'm just like, I don't I don't understand what they're doing over there anymore. Well, I mean, like I said, I I don't care about the titles. I would get rid of them altogether if it was up to me. And I just sign up great fights and just have people fight. I, the belts to me have just become more of a personal trophy and they, to me they don't really mean anything especially when you have interim titles left and right um yeah you think I, the interim titles have, have demeaned the value of the title well yeah. initially they were needed but the, you know for the first 20 years of the ufc there was only a handful of them i mean yeah. other than carwin and and uh and uh i think frank Mir uh got one maybe at one time and you know i, I think it started at ufc uh 43 when uh uh liddell and couture fought for it because uh tito was taking some time off and 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 a fight with him and liddell was kind of getting delayed at the time but um you know there was it was every couple years you would see it come up but now i just you know to me if guys can't fight within nine months i we don't need to be sitting around with it let them come back and you know they're going to get the first shot mcgregor's going to fight for the title whenever he comes back you know, the fact of the matter is he's sitting on the title so they can, he can use it as a marketing ploy. They can put him on the cover of the new video game with the belt. You know, he can do a Burger King commercial with the belt. You know, I had that sandwich last night. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, for, I feel bad for Ferguson, but he got hurt. He hasn't, you know, he hasn't fought in a couple months. I don't know how, what he fought uh, at what? Two, two, 19, some, you know, two eighteen. Um yeah. But, uh, you know, if he hurt his knee that bad, he's going to be out at least six more months. Let's get the real title in there. Let's if, if Khabib wins, um, hopefully he can stay healthy and, and defend the title until somebody wants to come back or if McGregor wants to fight him or Ferguson gets healthy. If Holloway wins, then, my God, he just became uh, uh, one of the legends of the sport. And, you know, it sets up a potential huge fight in Hawaii. I mean, if I'm UFC, I'm – uh, drooling yeah. at the idea of Holloway winning and then going to August and having uh, him and uh, McGregor fighting in a stadium in Hawaii. Yeah, I mean, as as cool as it would be, I mean, of course, of course, it would be awesome. It would be awesome if if he pulled off a win. You know, I mean, you only need that one punch to to 
put someone away and, and, and become a champion or the winner of, of a fight. But, um, I mean, uh, you know, he's coming off of recovering from his own injury himself. Cause you know, it was supposed to be, it was supposed to be, uh, him and, uh, uh, Frankie Edgar. And then, uh, Ortega came in, you know, to sub for him when he got injured. And now he, so he's recovering from that. And, um, I know they even asked, they had asked, uh, um, Brian Ortega to, to face Khabib and, um, because he put it on social media, and then uh, Holloway responded that he would do it. So obviously, to have a, another double champion and, and to further pull Connor out of that because of promotion, but I just don't feel like I mean, recovering from an injury, six days to cut weight, and then his trainer is talking about how 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 much weight it is. I just don't feel like the odds are in his favor. I mean, it's and not for nothing, Barclays is a strange place. From from what I remember from the UFC 208 and the weirdness of that Mayweather McGregor press that that leg of the press tour, when MMA comes to that building, I just I mean it's my own little tinfoil hat you know thing, but it's like uh, that's just anything can happen there. It's strange for combat sports, especially MMA. So yeah, but I mean that's just the sport. I've yeah. seen. I've seen so many. Can- I bought tickets for so many canceled fights. It's ridiculous. The first UFC I ever went to was supposed to be Tito and uh, and Vitor, and it ended up being Tito and Vladimir Mashenko. You know, the uh, third event was supposed to be Tito and Vitor, ended up being Couture and Barnett. Um, I and mean, I, last year, you didn't you write about the Curse of the Hawk? I don't know if I wrote about it or not. I, I, but like I said, I mean, I had I still sit and look at eight uh, eight ticket stubs for Affliction trilogy, uh, which was going to be Fedor Barnett. You know, I, I've seen there's I've paid for more canceled fights than most people have been to events, and I just it's you know that's my biggest beef with the UFC, and you know I don't like to really get too bad mouthy about any of these organizations because I realize it's business and stuff, but I can't understand for the life of me why they don't have anybody ready. Uh, paying somebody to be ready to fight. It happens every show. Dana White will come on and say that he had a backup ready. Nobody believes that. I mean, uh, it goes back to uh, Chad Mendez uh, filling in for Aldo at uh, 189 against uh, McGregor. You know, you know, there's the whole talk about the whole thing is if uh, Aldo's going to be able to make the fight. Aldo had already missed a fight. You know, every third fight he was missing. You know, and sure enough, we get two weeks out from the fight and. He gets uh, injured and there's nobody there. So they have to bring in a guy who's on vacation in Mexico, I think. <laughs> you know, they get yeah. in this the same situation here. Yeah. We have two, you know, between this fight had already been canceled three times. Um, well, uh, four, according know, to Dana White in his uh, ESPN interview. Well, was this the fourth or was this the fifth? I, I mean, I lost count. Yeah, I know I had too. tickets. I had tickets for two oh nine when they were supposed to fight, and you know the day of the weigh-ins, Khabib misses weight and or gets taken to the hospital. I don't even know if he weighed in or not. Um, but I just i I can't understand with all the money involved why you're not. I mean, I, I know Eddie Alvarez today said that he was uh, too heavy to be able to fill in, and that's why yeah, he he had to turn thing. it down. And I get he's he's an older fighter, um, but. I can't, I can't see why you don't slip a guy a hundred, you know, 50,000, a hundred thousand just to be, be fight ready. You know, I mean, you don't have to go through a full camp. I'm not expecting anybody to step in last minute. Who's been training for eight weeks, but my God, be within 15 pounds of weight to be able to make weight on a week's notice. I mean, I feel like that's kind of hard to plan though. I mean, cause like you said, to be fight ready. I mean, like Eddie Alvarez, when he's, when he's off is 190 and he fights at 155. I mean, to even stay close to that. You don't want to put anybody through a, a partial weight cut 
you know, that if, for a fight that may or may not happen. I mean, because I mean, ideally, you want these fights to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, but if you're if you're paying, you know, I don't know what Eddie Alvarez Eddie Alvarez makes good money, so maybe he's a, a bad example. Um, my my thing is, I would have put Justin Gagey and Dustin Poirier on this card. They fight the weekend after. I would have had those guys on this card, and both of those guys are already training for a fight. And mm-hmm. honestly, both of them, I know Gagey's coming off a tough loss to Alvarez, but he's a great stylistic matchup for uh, Khabib. Um, cool. He's got good wrestling and good striking. So that you know, and and Poirier. You know, he he. Nobody would argue if he got the title shot. Well, I don't, that's, I don't... that's the thing, though, about the about the that side of the business side of it, the promoter side. There is no, you know, you there is no, there is. I don't think there is a solid fix when it comes to no matter how big your roster is, because you know it's just like you're depending on other people and trying to. You, no one can predict that nothing bad will happen. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't, I'm but not. Ha- <laughs> but it happens in this sport more than any anything. It yeah. would be like a team not having a backup quarterback and having Tom Brady who breaks his leg every three weeks. Was there a full moon on on Sunday? I feel uh, like I, I don't. I don't mean to cut you off because uh, somebody, uh, uh, Tony Fangano, that does, writes for MMA Today News, he put out a tweet uh, that I saw before I left work, and he listed, you know, uh, the week started with this the news of Ferguson being pulled out and then uh, replaced by Holloway, and then we lost. Uh, um, uh, who's who? Who tore his ACL? Brown, Brown and Condit. Brown, uh, yeah. Brown blew out his knee and, too. And then today, uh, for the boxing fans, Canelo and Triple G, uh, is just got canceled on Cinco de Mayo, which is like the big no. I had nobody thought that was going to get canceled because you know the the Nevada, you know, the people everybody wants to make their money, and it got and the fights canceled. So it's like wow, like what's going on in combat sports this week? I don't know what's going to happen this weekend. Well, I mean, it's gotten ridiculous in MMA. I, I just, you know, it's it's hard to be a fan. I mean, it's hard. It would be hard to be a new fan of the sport and and get into it. I mean, the last couple of years just seem to have been brutal. And uh, I I don't know. I mean, the backup thing. I just. So you had a like, rough year yourself. What was it? Because it was it was the Amanda Nunes, and then a month before that was the uh, Fedor Mitrione the first time. Oh uh, yeah, Fedor Mitrione, <laughs> Amanda Nunes, Shevchenko. Uh, Oh God, Khabib Ferguson! Wow, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it goes on and on. Like I said, I I've, there's been more, you know, canceled fights than I can even I even like yeah. to remember. But I just I don't know. I I would like to see at least trying a backup fighter. I you know I mean, it, uh, I don't know if in Eddie Alvarez. I would Eddie Alvarez have taken a hundred thousand dollars to to train for a fight camp, not knowing it's you know only twenty five percent chance. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it, it, it's it's definitely a puzzle they need to figure out. Or maybe, uh, I mean, maybe like like uh, not for nothing. Maybe uh, Scott Coker has got the right idea. You don't have to have an event every goddamn weekend. That way, you'll have a bunch of guys, you know, ready to go. You yeah, know what I mean, I mean, I you know, I get back to it. I I think on every card there should be a backup fight. You should almost have a number one contender fight on every card where you have a championship fight. You have a couple guys that are on the card training for a fight. There's got to be a way to get around this. I mean, eventually it's just going to consume the sport if yeah. if we get to a point where every other event, the main event's getting canceled. And well, it seems they, like we've gotten really close to that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was funny because I don't know if it was with you or or uh, it might have been. Actually, I know was, I was talking with uh, Nolan King, the breaking news guy over at uh, MMA Today News, when we were at, at uh, Bellator in February. We were talking about, oh, you know, like the, 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 the ticket prices for 223 are surprisingly affordable. 
And I said to him, I was like, yeah, that's probably because in case they got to issue refunds, you know what I mean? They don't have to, they don't have to put, uh, pump that money back like that. And look what happens this week. And I feel like the other thing too, is like you have uh, one of the biggest upsets from UFC 217, the rematch uh, Rose Namujanas versus Joanna, I, I, Joanna, <laughs> Joanna, former champion. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it's like, I mean, I feel like the, all this is being overshadowed. I mean, when you, when uh, they did the media call last week, uh, Ferguson and Khabib never, I mean, it was, they hardly, and no one else hardly got to speak. And now Ferguson is out. And these ladies, these ladies are fighting again for the title. Could be a, another great fight. Could be an upset. I, I honestly, I, I had Joanna winning the first time and I was shocked. I think New York exploded when that happened. Uh, girls were crying. You know, there's a lot of Polish people in uh, New York in that area. So like people were leaving the place uh, crying and stuff. And I'm like, wow, man. So that's a really big fight that I feel like is being overshadowed by what might happen after weigh-ins on, on Friday. So I don't know. Who do you have in that uh, Rose versus Joanna? Well, I'm like you in the first fight. I thought uh, Joanna would, would outclass her. I, I don't know. I, you know, I'm going to go with Joanna again. I always felt like she was kind of a step above all the other women in that division. Me too. Um, and I don't think by any, I don't believe in flukes in MMA. I believe everybody trains for a fight. And if you throw a punch and you land it, you win the fight. To me, there's no, there's no flukes in MMA. Take away a guy blowing out his hamstring, you know, 30 seconds into a fight or something. But, mm. um, you know, I don't believe in the fluke. So I give all credit to Rose, but, um, I think we'll be seeing this trilogy sometime in the next two years for the mm. third fight between the two of them. You know what I think? I mean, only because they've been replaying a lot of their old fights on uh, on MSG Network and on Fox Sports One. So I watched uh, I watched uh, the one of the Godella Joanna fights, and one thing I started noticing that I think obviously Rose uh, put in her in her playbook for their their fight in at two seventeen was that um, Joanna's most dangerous in rounds the championship rounds like three, four, and five. She seems to get faster and and higher pace and more output. And Rose never gave her a chance to get there. You know, she took it to her early, which I think was uh, I think that's that's why she won. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the same the same game plan on Saturday. So I'm not I can't even pick a winner. I'm not going to try to pick a winner. Um, I mean, I, I tend to want to side with you just because I had Joanna the first time. Maybe she learned from that mistake, but. We'll see. I mean, I haven't really watched any trading footage or, or anything because you're not going to see anything there for fight night is when when the truth comes out, no matter what you see, you know, beforehand. But um, I don't know. I don't know. I definitely think it's a I definitely think it's going to be a, a it might be a longer fight. But I, I don't I don't know if a finish will come. Yeah, I think it'll go longer. Um, I don't think Rose has ever gone beyond three rounds. Um, so. You know, that could be interesting if she gets into the championship rounds there. But uh, I don't know. Joanna just seems so competitive. Uh, I can't believe that she's not making some uh, tweaks to her game, um, come out a little more defensive. I think she probably uh, underestimated Rose in their first fight. Um, I know I know a lot of fans did. Yeah, um, I know I did. You know, and I'm a huge fan of her. I'm actually I'm actually rooting for her to win the fight. Um, but I, I, I could see. Uh, Joanna using her technical boxing to be able to kind of keep a little more distance and a little, a uh, little more defensive to be able to, to stretch the fight out. And like you say, maybe frustrate Rose in the later rounds. Yeah. And um, the other thing too is uh, that I was going to mention was um, 
I don't know. Tell me how you feel about this, because when I look, when you look back as far as as long as we've been watching this sport, I feel like the when fighters don't take a loss or they they carry an, the, an undefeated record for a long time, that oh, or that that not having a loss, it almost becomes an albatross, and and uh, it's like having to defend another title. I feel like it might sometimes it could be like additional stress. Um, I'd like to. I I mean, it'd be nice to get a fighter's perspective that that uh you know that that's got a good string of wins. You know, um, I know like, well, Zwicker kind of commented on it, about, on it last week when he was talking about his history in the game. But I mean, it just seems to me, it seems like, uh, like if you remember when Fedor was, was the man for so long before he, he got, he got, uh, triangled by Fabricio Wardoom. I remember when I looked at his face, I was kind of like, he almost seems relieved. You know what I mean? He didn't say like, like he took the law, lo- the loss hard. It was just like, Oh, good. I got this out of the way. Now I can like, you know, restart or something. I don't know. How do you feel about that? Yeah, well, I think Fedor was a special situation. I always felt like he was carrying the weight of the entire MMA world on his back almost into a lot of those fights. I mean, he was a mythical character at the time, um, carrying that winning streak and um you know, I, I don't know I don't know how he would feel about it. You bring up a good point about the undefeated though. I mean, it's gonna it it changes fighters. Everybody's everybody's a badass while they're undefeated. Um, but once you take that loss, I've seen a lot of fighters crumble and their careers fall apart. Others bounce back, become stronger. So, you know, it's going to be, it'll, that's, that's a very valid point to see how she turns around and, you know, another, a back-to-back a loss, you know, we saw what it did to Ronda, you know, and I don't think Joanna's anywhere near as, uh, as, I hate to say mentally weak because I, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think Ronda's a mentally weak person. But nah, um, when when you get into this world of of top level fighting, yeah. um, you're going to have levels of, of of mental strength, and uh, I think Joanna's a step above Ronda. But uh, yeah, me too. But uh, but you never know. You know, if she gets knocked out again in the first round, uh, that's a tough one to come back from. You know, she drops way down the list of fighters again. She has to start rematching with some of the girls she's already beat, yeah. um, who all of a sudden are going to be hungry and ready to, you know, start. Not they're not they're not going to have that invincibility um, fear about her, where um, all of a sudden fighters can go in there, uh, Jessica Andrade, or you know, somebody who's some animal like that comes in there and you know is going to not going to have that fear as much anymore. You know, yeah. and, you know, it, it definitely changes how fighters are and. Um, I'm, I mean, that's a, that's a really exciting fight. If, yeah. And I, I feel like that's a, that's a new perspective to look at it from, to, to kind of side with uh, Joanna a little bit this time again, because, uh, she got that, she was undefeated. What was she made it to 15 and 0 before she took that loss. Right. So I forget, I forget how long, how, where she was at when she lost, but she, she was, you know, usually when like around 11 fights for fighters, like 11 and 0, that's when you should start worrying about a, a loss coming that I've noticed in, in my time watching the sport. So she was 15 and 0. She was kind of like right there. So I feel like maybe, uh, maybe, you know, it's, it's a bit of a, like, okay, I got that out of the way. Now I can go back and get my title back. You know what I mean? So I, I, I that's the other reason I kind of side with her uh, for that fight. But um, you know, you never know. Rose is the uh, common, cool Rose, man. She could probably just do another, uh, you know, uh, Lord's Prayer move and and and, and uh, oh, we we might see a flying triangle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's anything. She's she's incredible. Um, yeah. And like I said, I love watching her fight. I just uh, there's something about it. Just I just feel like it's put up or shut up for Joanna. You know, yeah. she either 
you know, I, back-to-back losses to the same person in the in the in the division is uh, now with a loss. I think she moves up to one twenty-five. I was just going to ask that. Do you think she changes weight if she loses? But yeah, yeah you I mean, know, now that now that I think about that, that just goes in my head. She might she might move up no matter what. She yeah. might even beat Rose and decide to okay move up and she's back to being the champion there. She reclaimed her division. Now it's time to stop the weight cut uh, craziness and and get yeah. up to uh, especially since know. it seems like uh, holding two titles in two different weight classes is a thing now to, to a new a new height to reach in MMA. Yeah, and uh, you know I like the fights. I've always been a fan of uh, guys going up and and getting rid of the weight class stipulations in in a way, but. I just worry with injuries and stuff these days that uh, it's going to hold up divisions forever if that starts happening yeah. uh, too much. Um, you know, I guess the, I guess the big fear approaching is uh, a couple bad weight cuts, and we might be looking at Michael Casea and, uh, <laughs> and uh, Anthony Pettis as a main event this weekend. Yeah, I, who, who did, I mean, which? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I don't think that's. I don't think it's going to get that bad. As 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 paranoid I am about. MMA and Barclays, I don't think it's going to get that bad. But who do you have in that? I mean, who do you like in that? I feel like I feel like Pettis is is uh, having a rough time trying to get back to to the status he once had when he was when he was uh, you know on the Wheaties box. Yeah, well, I believe he's coming off a win at. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe his last fight was at uh, I want to say two uh, thirteen against uh, against Jim Miller. He might have had a fight. Oh yeah. After that, yeah, but. Um, you know, I I think uh, Michael Casea is uh, gonna will probably get the win there. I think he'll be a little bit more active. Um, I think he might be able to use his wrestling and grappling and and kind of kind of drown Pettis a little bit. Yeah, you know, it's getting you know it's kind of put up or shut up for Pettis. He's got to keep winning, um, keep his momentum going. Michael Chiesa, right? Yeah, I think it's Chiesa. Wow, I've got, but, I'm I'm, so, I'm horrible with names. Uh, I'm horrible with names, especially when uh. That's why I didn't bother trying to say Joanna's last name. Yeah, I will. I'll let you have the New Yorker for the next name, for the next oh, uh, for the other fight on that card. Well, Al Iaquinta. There you go. Uh, Al Iaquinta, Paul Felder. I mean, <laughs> I actually like that fight. I like that fight a lot. Um, obviously, I, I mean, so this is that thing where I, where I said where I like the fighters and stuff, but I mean, I, it's hard for me. This is where I get a little bit. Uh, my my New York, New Jersey. Uh, uh, I, I I always root for the local guy. That's why I like him. I always root for Frankie Edgar. I always root for all the guys, especially. I mean, uh, Akinta's got that six degrees of separation with the with the Matt Sarah's and, and uh, Ray Longo connection. You know, I train with one of Matt Sarah's black belts uh, every week almost. So it's kind of like uh, hard for me to root against home team. You know what I mean? Well, what do you think about the thought of having? Uh, you know, he was he's on a five fight winning streak. I know. Uh, he had a nice big delay there, but uh, you know, Raging Al could have easily stepped into that uh, fight with Khabib too. You know, he's somebody that was at least ready. You know, I, I you know, a local boy getting a title shot in New York, and uh, you know, on a five fight streak. I, you know, I just, I just hope the Holloway thing doesn't backfire and we don't see a terrible fight or Holloway injures himself worse because he didn't fully heal. But um, I think Raging Al takes out Felder. Felder's a great striker, but I think uh, Al's wrestling. I think he'll take him down, and, and uh, I don't know if he'll finish him. Felder's tough as hell, but uh, I, I think he'll win a pretty uh, distinct decision. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, like I said, I'm, I'm with Al too. I mean, all those guys are all those guys out of uh, you know the Long Island, uh, Sarah Longo. They all have sick wrestling. They're all like you know, uh, they're all monsters on the mats. So, um, and then when you add their that explosive power to to the fight game in MMA, um, I mean, especially him, he's he's stronger and stuff now. I think he's hungry too. I mean, he's had a. I know he's been vocal about about his uh, beef with the promotion and stuff like that. But um, you know, like uh, as far as treatment, but I mean, for people around here, if, uh, if the chance to fight, you know, at home in New York, I think uh, it's just something take something takes over, and there's people knocking it. Like I know Michael Chandler didn't like fighting here. I've, I know he lost, but I mean, I understand the complaints with the taxes and stuff that they got to pay and all that. But it's just there's something. If you're a fight fan in this area, there's something magical about fighting in these uh these arenas that that you walk past and hear about all the time for every other event so i think it's uh, i mean I, I i don't see him losing hopefully there's no crazy judging like there was in 208 but, oh uh, it's it's mma you know there's gonna be crazy <laughs> judging you know hopefully adelaide bird's not doing six of the six of the fights this weekend but uh yeah you know we're de- we're de- <laughs> it's MMA. We're, we follow a sport where anything can happen these days, and Seriously, it always seems man. to happen. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to tell you. I mean, the, considering the news that happened, I know YouTube had some had an active shooter thing today. But uh, my buddy, you know, my 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 buddy that's out there in Brooklyn, where where I do most of my drinking, um, he was just like, you know, he's as paranoid as we blame so many things on UFC 208 that happened bad in our lives just that just had nothing to do with mma because that was such a horrible card you know that was the 208 was where they were supposed to crown the featherweight champion uh the last time the ufc was in barclays was the whole jermaine durand and me and holly holm thing and uh that that had that fight had weird judging i mean that obviously that whole that whole situation stretched out you know for months because of her you know avoiding cyborg and then having it stripped and cyborg having to fight for the belt um we we're just hoping that the that bar that me and my buddy were saying we just hope that the, there's not a long long aftermath of bad news coming out of this one you know dana white even said it wasn't one of their better events so um uh, <clears throat> yeah i mean i just always feel sorry for the fans that buy tickets i know you said you purchased one for this weekend i mean i'm spoiled i go to a ton of events and yeah i've, I've seen a ton but i just I, I feel sorry for the person that gets a chance to finally go watch a fight and um and see stuff get canceled. That's why it's props to uh, Max for stepping up to to fight this uh, this animal Khabib. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's the other thing that, that my concern is too. Like, what if he fights and he wins, and he uh, he gets, but he still gets hurt so bad, like he re-injures himself. It's just like you said, props for sure. But it's it's like I don't know. I mean, I feel like they should have gone with like uh, somebody was saying too, like Brian Ortega definitely has a better frame to fight at the at the heavier weight and. I don't know. I just feel like I, I know they're trying to push Max, but he's coming off an injury. I, I just don't feel like that was the move. You know what I mean? It's cool. Well, I, I'm but guessing I think... the injury wasn't as bad as. I mean, I'm sure it was a bad injury. It forced him out of his fight with Frankie, and he's not one to dodge fights. But I just, uh, I mean, obviously he got doctor clearance, and you know, I just hope he's able to go in there and put on a show. I mean, God, if he were to pull off the win, like I said, it would be incredible. Um, but I've told people since I saw Khabib fight at MSG um, against uh, Michael Johnson a couple years ago now, and ever since I've seen that fight, I you know the guy's just on another level. 
I just don't I don't see him losing to anybody anytime soon at 155 if he goes up to 170 becomes a different world with Tyrone Woodley and and uh some of those guys but uh at 155 if he stays healthy and makes weight I I mean he's he's one of the most talented people I've I've seen in 20 plus years of of watching the sport. Yeah man. He's definitely a beast. I mean at 26 and 0, I mean that's that's almost unheard of these days. So it's just like it's it's just like and then watching him fight like when he fought uh when when did he fight that he when that fight against Michael Johnson that was uh that I mean, was that 205 was, and then he fought five and that was a beating I mean that was violent yeah, yeah. and then he yeah. he just he uh he manhandled Barboza um yeah. this last December um at uh 219 so yeah, yeah I mean I I think he wins I hope Max puts up a great fight um mad props to him for taking the fight but uh. You know, I I look forward to Khabib calling uh, Connor a chicken after the fight, and and uh, did you see? Uh, uh they both uh, kind of went at a, uh, uh, Ferguson kind of went at a uh, Connor and uh, Nate today. Did you see his response to their because Nate Diaz had had uh Nate Diaz had commented on how these guys can't even make it to war, and then uh Connor uh Connor said made that comment about every, these guys pull out more than I do during sex or yeah uh, I saw that yeah. I you know. I like I said I, I I like watching McGregor fight. I'm not a huge fan of his anic or his uh, his stuff outside of the cage, but um, you know, it, to me I just I I'm I, I I miss the days of guys fighting more often. Um, so I I, I you know Khabib this will be his third fight in, in like 12 months. I think it actually might be his fourth fight um in 12 months. So you know he's come back from his injury and has has been active so far. Um, he had the canceled fight too, but, uh, you know, I, I just, I hope we get back to some normalcy in, in these divisions and, uh, and, and get rid of these interim titles and, and, you know, and start getting the, you know, keeping guys in order, you know, hopefully Holloway gets through this fight, win or lose, or Tega's lined up to fight him the, you know, that, that momentum keeps rolling in the, in the featherweight division. Um, and then, like I said, if Khabib wins this fight, then, uh, he moves on and uh, either fights Eddie Alvarez or, or Conor McGregor in the next, uh, you know, four or five months. Yeah. Or even, um, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind seeing him fight Justin Gaethje. That'd well, that's like good. I said, that's a great stylistic matchup. Yeah. Um, Gaethje's going to have his hands full with Poirier on the 14th. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's a good fight too. I'm looking forward to that one, but all right, man. I mean, I think, I think we got everything to look forward to. So uh, for this weekend, um, I don't know if there's any uh if there's anything that I left out. I'm looking at my notes. No, I think that's it, man. I mean, I think we should say thanks again for uh, Corey Turner coming back and uh giving us an update and uh letting us know the uh the downside of uh competition. Um thanks to the MMA community.com for for uh getting us together and uh you know, getting Corey on here and, and just all of us knowing each other and, and having to being able to create this thing. Um, what else? Podcast is on iTunes, Pocket Casts, and uh, Anchor FM. Am I leaving anything out? Uh, Twitter at Combat Hour. Uh, myself uh, at MMA Hawk Twenty One. Uh, you at uh, at Carbazel. And uh, also a shout out to the Legends of the Cage, uh, Legends of the Cage dot com, and at True uh, Hof on uh, on Twitter. Um, no, great talking to you again, and uh, 
I look forward to going over the results and seeing how good we were on our guesses uh, for pre- for predicting these fights and uh, and our next guest. All right, man. Cool. Always good talking to you, man. Uh, send me some sun this way. <laughs> All right. Good <laughs> luck with that. <laughs> All right. Thanks. All right. Have a good one. You too.